Hello everyone and welcome back. Today we have a special guest that is going to be speaking about his journey through his diagnosis of Parkinson's disease. Hello Eric, I'm so glad that you could make it on our podcast this morning. Yes, of course. Thank you for having me this morning. So you are 52 years old, if I'm correct, and not too long ago you and your family have noticed that you've been acting differently around the house? Yeah, it first started with some difficulty getting out of bed in the morning, um, basic morning routine, brushing my teeth. Uh, showering, eating, pretty much anything that you do on a normal basis throughout the day. Okay, so I see this wasn't like the usual you and you could notice that. Well, can you tell us some of the symptoms that you've recently experienced? Mainly uh, the shaking of the hands, um, arms, stiffness when I'm walking around, losing my balance from time to time. Um, The things only get worse as the day goes on. Mm, That sounds like a big change in how you can move around and get things done. But thanks for sharing that, because some of those symptoms do help some of our listeners out there that could be going through the same things. So I understand when this started to develop, you must have been a little confused yourself. We have invited your neurologist here to come speak about how we diagnosed you. But first, tell us what led you to go to your doctor. Uh, Like I said before, it was my incapability uh, to perform basic motor functions. Um, my limbs seemed to stiffen up at some times and it would render me a bit slower. Um, it was almost as if I was walking in a pool of water wherever I went. I met a bunch of resistance. Um, after some time, my symptoms started to develop into something even worse. Uh, I started losing my balance sometimes and my slowness seemed to get progressively worse. Um, after some time had passed, my hands started to shake and my handwriting became illegible. It was at this point that I decided to go see my doctor. That's good. And if we have any listeners out there that need reassurance, then I also suggest you visit your doctor to clarify you. Okay, so now that you shared that, let's bring out your neurologist to talk about what led him to diagnose you. Hello, Dr. Carter. I understand that Eric has been one of your good patients, and I'm so glad you can make it here today. Thank you for having me. When Eric and his wife first came to see me, they were very nervous and concerned. So I just wanted to ensure that I would be able to diagnose Eric and was wishing the best for him and his family. Okay, so I understand that there are a lot of factors that go into diagnosing someone. You obviously have to rule out so many things that could be based on the patient and their symptoms. Tell us what evidence you found from Eric and how you came to his diagnosis. When Eric first came to me, I could see that he was having extreme difficulties to stand stable, moving. He was moving extremely slowly and he was shaking. One of the main factors I looked to was his age group since he said that his symptoms had recently developed. I have a list of possible diseases that would follow with these signs. There are many, possibi- many possi- possibilities for what Eric could have, so I was sure to run tests to give my patients a correct diagnosis. There is no specific test that can be ran that will specifically diagnose a patient with Parkinson's. So the possibilities were endless, but for contact, some of them were atasia and astrophy. Wow, that sounds like a lot of tests and appointments that you guys had together. So. What is behind this disease? How does Parkinson's disease happen? Because around 60,000 Americans are diagnosed with it every year. Parkinson's disease does not have a specific test that can diagnose. We diagnose a patient with Parkinson's when we review their medical history, their symptoms, and when we run physical tests, which we do here at the hospital. We also look into a patient's genes to show if they have Parkinson's as a genetic disorder, but that can be extremely rare. Oh, that's kind of interesting that it can be based on your genes and how that's rare. 
I would have thought that it'd be more common. So, how do most of your patients deal with their diagnosis and continue to try and live their life normally? After their diagnosis, I would prescribe them a medication, that, but it will not be curing Parkinson's, but will control their symptoms. The medication does not take away all the symptoms, but allows the patient to continue their life as easily as it used to be. The symptoms of medical marijuana is currently on trial for helping patients who have been diagnosed with Parkinson's. Eric, how did you cope with your diagnosis? I looked into everything there is to help reduce my shaking and my loss of balance. The main thing that I do is to help control um, how calm I am and remaining more calm than usual. Typically, um, takes down the shakes and my and keeps my balance um, where it should be. Uh, when I get worked up about something, the shakes only get worse. So the calmer I am, the better I am overall. Well, that seems to sound like you've handled it very well. I'm not sure what kind of medication or anything you take now, but what are a couple medical interventions that could help a patient after their diagnosis? After being diagnosed with Parkinson's or any disease for that matter, I think it is best to talk with people that may be dealing with the same disease. Also, keeping in contact with their doctor and neurologist is a key part of keeping them healthy and not allowing the disease to get worse. That's very interesting. Well, I hope all you listeners out there gain some information that might help you or someone you know. Thank you, Eric and Dr. Carter, for joining us today and informing us on Parkinson's disease. Stay tuned for next week's video, where we'll be bringing in Mark to talk about his heart condition.